0: Welcome to church and happy Mother's Day. Today's a day that we celebrate the women in our lives, so don't forget, call your mom, text your grandma, the friend that's the new mom, even a fellow plant mom. Show her some love, let her know she's appreciated. In fact, I'm gonna shout out my mom, Lisa, you're the real MVP. Whether you're joining in like her from Arkansas, like my mother-in-law from New Jersey or even from far away, like Hawaii, like my grandma, thank you for joining us. You could be anywhere right now and you're with us. Let us know in the chat where you're tuning in from. Since today is a really special day, we have a really special service. We like to start each service with a time of worship. Then we'll have a message from not only Pastor Rick, but also mom of our house, Michelle Bazette. You'll want to lean in, take notes, invite a friend to watch this with you. So go ahead, right now if you're on your computer, hit the share button, you'll want to watch this together. We also have a really cool treat for the kids from our latest worship project, Great Big God. Even though it's a kid's album, no lie, I've been listening to it, it's stuck in my head right now, trust me, you're going to love it. It is a great option for your family to fill your home with worship. If you wanna give the album a listen, search for NLC Kids on any listening platform. At any point during service, you can give through any of the options on the screen. You can comment in the chats if you're online. You can even let us know if you've decided to take your next step with Christ by texting next to 88,000. Okay, get those notes ready. We're about to kick this thing off. You're gonna be really encouraged.
1: Hey, New Life Church, State of Arkansas. Happy Mother's Day. I'm Rick Bazette, and this is my better half, Michelle. Married 32 years. Never been in quarantine before, even though it's not really quarantine because we leave every day, but it's been going good, man. Being together a lot and it's going good, right? (laughs) (laughs) We've been getting along, we've been laughing a lot, but there is some tension sometimes. So as soon as we get through recording this, I'm out. I'm out. I'm gonna find a restaurant. I'm gonna eat. I just love being out with Michelle though. 32 years of incredible marriage. I'm a good husband.
2: You're the best. Love. I know,
1: especially Mother's Day weekend. That's when I really do good on it. Yes. All right. So.
2: <laughs> you better.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to take care of her. Listen, I'm about to go crazy. I want to have church with you. We're having church, but we're not together like I want to be. So just hang in there. It is going to happen. In the meantime, let's worship together. Come on, New Life Church. Let's worship.
3: said they The children made
1: I love that song, it's moving, it's powerful. I'm glad we're doing it at church now. And when you say amen like that, you might know this, but you're saying, I agree, I totally agree that with our family and our children and our children's children and even in another generation uh, that we have the blessing of God if if we honor Him. And so with Mother's Day, I'm thinking about ways that we can do that and when I think about a lady, when I think about a woman of God, I think about maturity. Look, look at this verse in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1. It says, therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Uh, the elementary side of life, like moving on. If you were to go back and find somebody you went to grade school with, and when you were speaking to them, they hadn't advanced at all, You would just see the immaturity and god is saying the same thing that he wants us to move forward and to grow well typically speaking to me when you find the most mature person in a home a lot of times it's the the mom of the house the lady in the house i don't necessarily think it should be that way but for whatever the reason it is that way you can even see it in the calendar at church mother's day is so well attended because a mom is gonna typically say, not all moms, but a lot of moms will say, I'll tell you what we're gonna do for Mother's Day, we're going to church. Some of you are listening in right now because of that. Where one of the least attended weekends, sadly, is is Father's Day. So I'm thinking a lot about the example that a woman has and probably their greatest strength is that they care. They have compassion. Look at this verse in Isaiah chapter 66 and verse 13. Before I hear from Michelle, look at this verse, Isaiah 66, 13. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. Michelle and I saw a video. We don't know for sure if it's true, but it's about Thomas Edison and how he came home one day with a note from school, and they said, don't read it, just give it to your mom. So he handed it to his mom and his mom's reading this letter and he said mom what does it say and she said the school says that you are too smart to go to school there that you're going to have to homeschool your school says that you can no longer go you're too advanced and so he homeschooled well we know that he's brilliant and then later on years later after all of his inventions and the way that he was able to change the world that he was in He was going through some stuff at home, and he found that letter, and the letter actually said, your son can no longer come to school here because he's too dumb to come to school here, or we don't want him here. He's got to go home. Well, that to me is a lot like a mom, like a mom just knows how to comfort And they even know how to change it around with their dumb kids sometimes when they're making mistakes. They know how to exhort anyhow. And to me, when I saw that story, whether it's true or not, I thought of Michelle. She can encourage her kids. She can encourage people. And on top of that, she sees things that I cannot see. Um, I'm too abrupt a lot of times. I, uh, I might hurt people's feelings but, because I, d- I don't get it. I just say it quickly just to get to the bottom line. Or Michelle, she comes around and she goes, Rick, uh, when you said that, this is what happened. And I've learned much from you. I thank God for that. Uh, I remember one time uh, was, we were at Disney World and I had lost grace. And I said, Michelle, where's grace? And, and Michelle started laughing so hard. And she goes, Rick, grace is on your shoulders. I was like, I, grace, right there. And I didn't see it. Well, this has happened in just about every area of life where Michelle would just point out something. And it was like, oh, I see. So what I thought today is that we would just talk about this, this whole thing on Mother's Day, I know it's a happy time for some, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily for everyone. Uh, What are your thoughts about Mother's Day? When you think about Mother's Day, what do you think about?
2: Right, I definitely want to honor moms for Mother's Day, and if there was ever a year to honor moms for Mother's Day, it is this year. My moms are homeschooling kids for the first time ever across the country while they're trying to work. And this is just a different season for moms. And so just shout out to all you moms out there. But at the same time, we understand that Mother's Day, for many reasons that we might even get into later, is heavy and can be hard. And we just want you to know that we see you and we acknowledge you today.
1: Thank you, babe. See? she comforts people. That's what I'm (laughs) trying to tell you. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask her some questions. And we've thought about these, but uh, I think that these ideas could could help anyone. Uh, But instead of just listening to the answers, I want you to think about these questions because it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to investigate some of these thoughts, like take these questions and present them to your mom's or to a woman who has influenced you, maybe even from afar, uh, I think these are good angles and things worth considering. First thing I wanted to ask you, Michelle, is that we started this church when you were 34 years old, and our kids were three, five, seven, and nine, and we moved here, cold turkey, and started the church. That was dumb, huh?
2: (laughs) I mean, we look back at it now, and it's like, what were we thinking? Oh, goodness, so
1: long ago. And, uh, but if you were to look back and, and, and see your younger self, and do you have any things that, that you would speak? Like if you could speak now to our younger Michelle way back, long, way back, yeah, if you could do that, if you could look back to those days, if you can remember those you days,
2: you <laughs> What would
1: you say? what would you say to your younger self way, way, way back then?
2: Yes, well, the way, way back younger self would say, we were talking about this earlier today, and I keep thinking of the scripture in Ephesians that says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. And I think of times of being a young mom and starting out that just, I wish I had known that he is able. There are just so many times where I now having walked with the Lord, as Rick would say for a long time, because he's referring to the really young days, but having walked with the Lord for a while, I realize now that how faithful he was to me then. And the things that would have stressed me out then don't stress me out now because his faithfulness has followed me through the years. Mm-hmm. And so the things that would have before gotten me, I think now, nope, God's got it. It might not be in my timing the way I want it timed. It might not look the way I want it to look, mm-hmm. but I know that he's got me because really? he is able.
1: So are you saying that it's easier to see how faithful he is when you look back than it is to see how faithful he is in present tense and present time. In the moment.
2: Right, right. Because when you're in the moment, you're in the middle of it. If you're in the middle of a storm, it's dark, it's cloudy, it's rainy. You might not be able to see very clear. But having been on the other side years later, I know now that there is the sun will come Mm. out again. It does come out. And so if you're in that storm, you're in that season, the sun will come out again.
1: (laughs) That's strong.
2: Did you learn that from me? I'm sure every good thing learn I learned is from you. Anything
1: for me. All right, all right. Let's all stay. Let's things. stay in this zone. And uh, the next question I think is worth talking about would be: What is the best advice? So then you just spoke about looking back, but since then, what is the best advice anyone has given you that helped you as a mom or as a person?
2: Right. I know there's been. I've had. I've been very fortunate to be around a lot of great people that have given me great advice. You are the number one person, of
1: course. She just threw that
2: in. (laughs) uh, But since it's Mother's Day, I am definitely reminded of something that my mom used to always tell me, and she used to just always say, and this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And I just know for me, in seasons of my life, and that's one of the things I love about Arkansas, is that we get all four seasons, but not too much of each season, and am um, looking back that being in seasons that may be a difficult season, just knowing this too shall pass, right. that I know this will pass. And I have just held on to that through the years. I, like I will get through it.
1: This too shall pass is not necessarily in the Bible. There's no no moment where the Scripture says this No, it this sounds too. very
2: scriptural. You put yeah. shall in it, and it sounds Yeah,
1: shall scriptural. does it, yeah. You say thou or shall, you're in, but it does say things that are aimed at that. In fact, the best verse on that would be 2 Corinthians chapter 4 when it says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So this too shall pass. The temporary shall pass. But a lot of times when you're a storm, you don't really see that. So Michelle and I are empty nesters now. Yes. And the kids have moved out, and it's been amazing, right?
2: Yes. Tell them, tell them all about it. <laughs> I don't miss the kids at all. No, she doesn't. Not at all. No. Never, no. I'm just so thankful. So, I have you all the time. I
1: know. She, she says that. <laughs> it's great but at the end of the day here's what I want to know yes at the end of the day how do you know if you're doing a good job as a mom like I always know I'm doing a good job as a dad but how do you know okay I really don't but how do you know you're doing good as a mom how do do you even evaluate that With the incredible responsibility of raising a kid.
2: Uh, Right, you know? We were joking earlier today, and how you will know is if they grow up to be fully devoted followers of Christ. Doesn't that sound so like what a pastor's wife would say?
1: It's got, yeah, it does. I'm not,
2: it's not 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 really really realistic.
1: (laughs) So, what is a better way to say it? Say it more like a normal person.
2: (laughs) I know that when I, way back in the day, everything comes back around. It could be the cool thing again, cross stitching. I don't know if you know what that is, but you Mm. needle and thread and you create these Mm. designs. It used to be super cool. Mm. And I cross stitched a verse for my mom that said that I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the truth. And I just did that because I thought I was being a really sweet daughter. And I had no idea what that verse meant until I was a mom. And um, and so, you know, your win at the end of the day is just doing your best to know that your children are walking in the truth. And you're
1: making mistakes and you're dropping the ball and you're not being a good example. But but you do evaluate how it's really going based on their walk with the Lord. When it's said and done, that is for sure. it.
2: Yes. And you can't look at how somebody else is doing. It's just so easy to compare. How you raise your kids, or how somebody else is doing, and you're just accountable to Jesus at the end of the day. Just be accountable to Him and what He's called you it. to do.
1: Thanks for sharing that, and to, to click over into a completely different idea, yeah. and that is, I love how much joy you have, and uh, and you laugh a lot, and I mean, I'm I'm not as funny as your laugh, okay, and uh, but you, I think it comes from the joy that you have. How important is the joy of the Lord or laughter should we really aim for that in a home
2: yes i definitely think we should and you know it's easy to laugh around our house cuz you obviously have a great sense of humor and I really um do. I, <laughs> yes you really do uh, but it's just so important whether you're funny or not to keep joy in your home. You don't have to be funny to keep joy in your phone. And your phone, don't <laughs> be funny. <laughs> Is that where you keep it? <laughs> my joy's in my phone. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
3: gosh.
1: That's good, boo. Joy's in my phone, too. You uh, know. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyway, I remember chasing our kids and just whatever to get them to laugh. Like you find out what makes your kid laugh and you do it. Grace would laugh so hard if I chased her. And so she would just fall to the ground laughing. And I remember that all over this home and just anything that we could. Remember, Hunter, if you just hit the top of the car, he would laugh. So we were hitting the top of the car because laughter is important in your home to change gears a little bit. We've laughed some, but as a pastor, I've noticed that many people live well and some live well and even die well. Like they just keep going for the Lord until the very end. That should be our goal. Paul said, run this race like you're gonna finish with a prize, like like, let's hit the tape at the end. Do you know anybody who lived that way?
2: Yes, for sure. It was definitely my mom. I used I would love to say about her that she was beautiful in life and in death. And the night she passed away, my dad and my brothers were around her bed right after she passed, and my dad reached down and took her wedding rings off of her hand and placed them into my hand. And at that moment, they weren't just wedding rings to me any longer. They were a symbol for me to live my life well, to live my life like my mom did. And there were many things I could say that my mom did to live her life well. But one of the main things was that she just woke up every day seeing how she could serve Jesus that day and be the best person serving him. And so every time I look down at these rings now, they're just my simple reminder to live my life well. I want it to be said of me that I was beautiful in life and in death just like her.
1: And I know you lived that way. She would be really proud of you, baby. And in fact, even at the end of her life, you didn't want the obituary just to talk about all the things that she accomplished. You just wanted it to emphasize what?
2: Jesus.
1: (laughs) It's still a moving thing for us to talk about. But after her mom died, uh, she was grieving for a whole year and I didn't even notice it. And I regret that. Like The day after the funeral, I traveled out of town. And so Michelle was upset and it was like a year later she finally told me what it was about. I thought something was wrong with her for a whole year. And I realized then that it was it was really me, I didn't get it. Grief can be real. And there's a lot of different people right now that Mother's Day is no longer exciting for you. Maybe maybe you lost a mom, maybe you can't have a child, maybe you lost a child. And, Maybe your mom you, you just don't have a lot of great memories because it didn't go well maybe you have a lot of regret for the way that you're a mom now look I can't predict everything that's going on out there but we can't just act like Mother's Day is perfect for everyone right. it's not even perfect here that's Right. so I want to encourage you that take whatever that is maybe even the storm that's surrounding you mm-hmm. and blinding you right. and if you don't mind Let's go back into worship and let's seek him uh, like he cares because the Bible describes how a woman cares, a mom might care, but how much more does your father, even talks about a dad that he'll give his son bread, but how much more does the father love the one who seeks him? So let's worship together right now. He could change our lives.
3: the heavens and the earth, out the fullness of your word, this we know, this we know.
1: in the Lord uh, the way that you do. That was David from our Searcy campus. He's a great leader there. I thank God for our worship team all across the state. And now I know a lot of people will need prayer. I don't know what your prayer need is, but we're going to cover it all. As some of you need to commit your life to Christ. Like you're in a place right now where you know you're not in stride with Him, you're not walking with Him, but you want Him. You miss him. You long to be in relationship with him. So everybody, at the sound of my voice, if you will, just bow your heads, and, um, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Lord, anyone who has never given their heart to you, Lord, those that have served you here and there in their life, but they've gotten off track, Lord, I ask that you forgive us. And for it's clear that we have sinned against your word, and we repent of that. Like Paul even said, I am the chief of sinners. It's good for us to know that we've compromised, and all of us are sinners, but some of us are running away from you, and we turn and face you now uh, because of what you did. You, the price you paid, the cross, that that cross represents that we can be with you, that provision that you gave on that old rugged cross. It remains today. And so we apologize of our sin. We turn from our sin. We call upon you to be our Lord and Savior. Thank you for the way that you died, for the way that you were buried and rose from the dead. Thank you for heaven. And we thank you for your name above every other name. We, We thank you, Lord God, for the church and your spirit and So we repent of our sins, we apologize for grieving you and call upon you, like that song said, with all of our heart, in Jesus' name, amen. I love praying for people to meet the Lord and the Bible says when you give your heart to the Lord that he writes your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. So many things we could talk about in that, but I also like worshiping together. It's Mother's Day. So kids are around, and kids love to worship as well. So New Life Church came up with a song called Great Big God. We played it in our house. We go crazy when we hear it. It's not just for adults. It's for kids. (laughs) In fact, it's on a kid's album for our children. I've never heard a better worship album in my entire life for kids. So adults can enjoy it, but the kids certainly will. Let's sing together. Check this out.
3: So this is what I'll pray Jesus help me feel better Let sickness run away You're a great big God
1: told you it was gonna be good. I love kids. New Life Church loves kids. And we're serving in so many different ways. It's like if we find a need, you guys are gonna go for it. I know a lot of the campuses are helping the seniors graduate. They couldn't have a typical graduation yet. And uh, even with college students, so people are getting creative, whether it's something in a parking lot or a parade, just all kinds of ways. Even hungry kids who now are not in school, They're not getting those meals every day. So New Life Church is out there. I think it's well over 300,000 different meals. And that's no joke. And any type of outreach that you do is encouraging to me. And because you give, we're able to do that. And because you give, we're going to keep doing it. So let's remain faithful. Some of you text to give. Some of you give online. Some of you are recurring giving, which is The best way for us to keep track of it all and uh, I do want to tell you that a faithful heart is seen and I am very encouraged by the faithfulness of New Life Church. So I thought it'd be a great way for us to end the service again like we have every week. Michelle was actually the originator of this like she said Rick we got to close these services out with Psalms 91 praying for people and so right there in your own home if you would open up your hands to the Lord And I'm going to pray over each and every one of you. Lord, we thank you that you're with us. Lord, I ask that even though there might be discouragement or despair, that you will fill our hearts up, fill the rooms up that we're in. Even if we're driving down the road, fill us with your spirit. Lord, your word says that it's your peace that you give to us. That It's not our peace, it's your peace. That passes our intellect our understanding, and we thank you for that. Lord, those that are in despair with questions that can't be answered yet, Lord, I pray that you will give them hope. And Lord, we're moving back a little bit closer to society or a job or whatever we used to do. And Lord, that's a little intimidating. And we don't know what that means. But if we have you, we can make it. So Lord, I ask that your face will shine upon everyone as we agree together. Lord, I pray that you will bless us going in and coming out. Lord, I pray that you'll give us ideas and inventions and ways that we can be better leaders as we move forward, whether that's back to school in the fall, whether that is a summer semester for a college student, whether that's for a single person or a married person. Be with us, God. And I thank you that we are the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, and we are blessed by your name. And in your name we pray, Jesus' name, amen. Thanks a lot, New Life Church. Let's make a difference in Arkansas together. God bless.